association with the Whale Yutani Bulletin and SciFi.com, this is Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga Podcast. We are the only exclusively alien podcast of its kind, with your hosts, J.M. Prater and Peter Hay. Independently targeting particle beam failings. Wah! Fry half a city with this puppy. We got tactical smart missiles, base plasma pulse rifles, RPGs. We got sonic electronic ball breakers. We got nukes. We got knives, sharp sticks. Knock it off, Hudson. All right, gear up. Was there an alien on board? Yes. You still don't understand what you're dealing with, do you? Perfect organism. Thank you for listening to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I am your host, Jamie, and this is... Pete, what's up, everybody? And we are recording episode 35 of our podcast, and uh, this time we have a lot to discuss. Uh, we have our really uh, the kind of big part of this episode is discussing the little bit of the clip. Well, we saw uh, a small clip done by Omaze, um, and if you give to Omaze, then you can and you win. You're a winner. Um, it's this being what is it? It's being produced by the people behind the Blade Runner sequel, and if whoever is the winner of this thing. They get to be – they're flown to Budapest to see the set of Blade Runner. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of non-disclosure agreements too. So they oh, can't I'm talk sure. And you, uh, get to, uh, you get to have lunch with Ryan Gosling, which would be yeah. a dream come true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, – what do you call it? I'm going to uh, give money to Omaze just to see if I can go. Yeah. That yeah, but be... I mean it supports a really great cause too. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, we're, we're doing this so we can – you know, <laughs> so we can go over. But yes, it is a great cause. Absolutely, Star Wars. Uh, Lucasfilm did very something very similar. I don't. Yeah, know that was... was the Hope for Change campaign where you got yes. to go to the set and meet Harrison Ford. Um, with Omaze, you can meet Harrison Ford as well. Um, and I think you get like autographs or something, but that kind of thing. Yeah, but what's interesting about. Um, this clip again we haven't seen anything from this blade runner sequel we don't know a name there's not an official facebook page there's not an official website there's nothing paramount i believe or is it warner brothers or paramount who's releasing this warner Uh, brothers warner brothers they don't have anything official um nothing but we have this video that's kind of online and it's been shared by us actually perfect organism was one of two of the only outlets that shared this video first before it picked up steam but there's no official home for this video so it's just kind of all over um but in this video you see ryan gosling driving a golf cart and it's really really funny but he's driving past some set pieces i just Um, drive yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and it's it's pretty cool it's pretty fun i have to watch it again actually yeah yeah it was it was a pretty funny video um, but basically he just introduces himself and he speaks a little bit about the fundraising campaign they're hosting and, uh, he just cracks a couple jokes and that kind of thing. And, and I thought it was really funny. Um, I did notice that he wasn't clean shaven, like in some of the early pictures of him and his family in Budapest. Yeah. yeah. So it makes me feel like it'll be, it'll have more of like a gritty feel to his character. Maybe, maybe not. 
Because, I mean, you notice in most of his serious roles, um, he's pretty clean shaven. I yes. think in uh, Only God Forgives, he had a little bit of stubble going on. Yeah. But. I just watched that, actually. Very interesting film. Very, very interesting film. I don't know what I think about it. Um, but also, uh, Harrison Ford. There's a clip of Harrison Ford at the end of this video. Um, he's sitting like on a set. It looks like a set to interview him, not the Blade Runner set. He's also not clean-shaven either. He's kind of uh, stubbly. Um, so, And then we another kind of first i mean this was released by jared leto's instagram um but we took a, a a still of it and we posted it and jared leto's got this mustache he's got longer hair in the back kind of look has that little bit of an 80s vibe to it um yeah he almost looks like gaff in the picture yeah he looks a lot like gaff um and you talked about gritty and i really think that this film is going to be all grit um oh yeah uh, and it's going to have that atmospheric beauty and wonder to it that we're so familiar with but it's going to be gritty mm. yeah i i feel like it because he has his, it looks like he's got a ponytail going on yep and good old jared leto and i am going to the video right now um i'm gonna turn the sound down real quick and i'm just gonna they really uh go by uh, it's funny because it starts off with uh, Ryan Gosling saying move. He's just looking at the driver. He's, he's using his thumb saying get out of the way. Get out of uh, here. And uh, he's driving. You know, he's driving. There's a blue building, a light blue building. And he's just kind of driving around essentially the Warner Brothers lot or the – yeah, the Warner Brothers lot in, in Budapest. And he passes by Studio 4. And then he's driving by a lot of covered up stuff, um, unfortunately. But there's a lot of, there's some stuff that's like you can see this vehicle that's kind of orange or something, and you see these weird tubes that are green. Uh, I don't know what they are, but they look they're very vintage and they look very used um, and lived in. There's one other set piece that they that he drives by that's mostly covered up. Um, but again, just glimpses, nothing really, uh, nothing really profound, but uh, just kind of wet wetting our appetite. Yeah, it was a nice little sneak peek. Um, and I'm, I mean, of course, it's always good to look at Ryan Gosling, but that's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. um, He's awesome. He really is. Yeah. Uh, and then I think there were a couple warehouses, it looked like, like some sound stages that they had the doors open to, but you couldn't really see inside. Yeah. Um, and then it looked like there were some things that looked like exhaust pipes from cars. Maybe they yes. were like smokestacks or something. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm excited. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I you said you said I'm more excited about this Blade Runner than I am Covenant, and I feel like that's kind of happening with me right now. I think probably because we know so little about Blade Runner, um, and it's a world that we both love. I mean, I think uh, I, I love Ryan Gosling and everything, but uh, there's just something about Blade Runner that uh, that uh, triggers something in me that's kind of transcendent and and uh, I, how do I what's the word? Um, universal uh it just feels like feels like a real history i don't know i don't know what it is but it's awesome yeah um i mean blade runner just really cuts deep for me i i haven't seen a better cyberpunk film ever and i've seen a few but it certainly set the trend and that kind of thing and it's it's very accessible for a lot of people who like science fiction um i mean i bring it up to a lot of people when i'm meeting them and talking about science sci-fi and stuff and and they're like oh i love that movie because so 
you, you can tell it's definitely a property that people adore, not just something that is like a cult classic. Even though, I mean, it kind of is because it, it didn't really do well at the box office and it turned critics like on their heads and yeah. go like, what the hell is this? Yeah. But what I can't wait for is when we're sitting in the theater or wherever we're at and we're seeing a trailer to Blade Runner, uh, this Blade Runner sequel, and you're, I hope to hear people be like, I hope people are like, is this a Blade Runner film? Are they, oh yeah, that movie Blade Runner. Like it starts to come back because a lot of people don't remember it. A lot of people, or they have a hard time remembering it, where you're talking about it, like, you know that film with Harrison Ford, Blade Runner, and they're like, oh, yeah, that was a good movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't wait till till that love is rekindled. Um, and it, I think with this Omaze thing, I'm thinking, uh, because the film is like 10 months out now, or less than that. Uh, yeah, seriously, gonna start, like it's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to start probably, the Omaze thing is probably going to start their promotion their promotional machine um and i have a feeling that we're going to see the promotional machine for uh covenant as well um there's a lot of there's a lot happening and uh, these films come out within two months of each other um these very iconic films so or hope to be iconic films so there's a, a lot to look forward to yeah i'm very excited it's gonna be a great time um, to be a nerd Absolutely. I mean, next year, Jesus, I can't wait. Like, <laughs> right? Uh, and I keep saying this over and over, but you're talking Blade Runner, you're talking Alien, you're talking Justice League, Wonder Woman, Star, Star Wars, Wars Episode Eight. Yeah, <laughs> Stranger Things season two. I know I probably said this last episode. Oh, oh well, who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, there's there's a lot to be excited about. Um, which brings us to Alien, and me and Pete wanted to discuss. Uh, Alien Out of the Shadows. It's a new book written by Tim Levin. I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, uh, he's a great guy. I love his books. Um, yeah, so I'm going to let you start with this and give me your uh, uh, opinions about what you read. Okay, um, well, Out of the Shadows was the first book in a new trilogy um, that Fox kind of contracted out. Mm -hmm. um, after a really long time, because the last couple new Alien books, so to speak, were printed by Dark Horse. Mm -hmm. I have those on my bookshelf, and they're just atrocious. Um, but but the new trilogy, it's uh, Out of the Shadows, River of Pain, and then Sea of Sorrows, I think. Yeah. Um, Out of the Shadows takes place between Alien and Aliens. Uh, that came out right after I got out of high school, I think, and... So like three, four years ago, three years ago, something like that, two years okay. ago. And uh, I, I read it in like two days. I thought it was really good. Um, it, it did feel a little ham-fisted in some areas, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, I think we both disliked some of the same parts of the book. But as far as the book goes, I really enjoyed the book. I didn't get the chance to listen to the audio book as much, but... Um, I know a lot of people are saying that they enjoyed it. But yeah, yeah. Story-wise, um, story I, I think it was it was a solid 8 out of 10. Um, okay. A lot of people forget that when Fox or whoever contacts these authors to write these Alien or Predator or AVP books, the studio is the one that has the story in mind, and it's the author that writes it out for them. Yeah. So there's only so much they can do. And one of the great examples of that is 
Alan Dean Foster. It goes back as far as that. He wanted to change um, the story of Alien 3 in the novel to include Hicks and Newt Living. But the studio shut him down, and that's why he didn't write the novel for Resurrection. But he is returning to write the novel for Covenant, just so everybody knows. Another piece of news that we just recently found out. That's right. And I'm excited. He he writes awesome books. Yeah, I, I'd be interested. I you know if Covenant is the film that I want it to be, and that I'm hoping that it will be, just based on what I've seen and what we've seen, I, I'll probably try and read that book as well. Yeah, I mean, I I love picking up those tie-in novels. Like it's uh, especially if I can't go see the movie more than once, just to like understand it or that kind of thing. I love those those kind of books. But as far as Out of the Shadows go, uh, what were your thoughts on it? Okay, so before I kind of get into it, uh, I only listened to the audiobook. Um, and I realized that there's a certain, there's a couple of kind, there's a couple of different kinds of um, fans out there. There are fans who they're in love with the Xeno. They love the bug hunts, the colonial Marines, and that's fine. There's all, there's many different kinds of us. I know our good friend, Bill Robbie, who is the headmaster of Wayland Dutani Bulletin. He really, um, is, uh, more about alien and the kind of the cosplay and the costuming. And he comes at it from a different angle, but I, I don't like the bug hunt aspect of it. I actually deplore it. Um, and I don't think it's bad. I just, that's not why I'm interested in the alien. Like the alien is the least interesting part of the alien series to me. It's right. about character characters reacting to this situation. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a creature guy. I love creature films. I love creature features, you know, as long as they're well-made, like the thing, even the, the, the sequel or the prequel to the thing, great yeah. films. Yeah. Uh, the first predator, uh, that last predator that they made great films. No, you know, no question. I, I'm a creature guy. Um, but, I'm a creature guy in context where if it's just about the creature, I'm not interested. Um, but here's my fundamental issue with out of the shadows. It's, um, it was essentially sort of a bug hunt. Not so much. They were hunting the bug. It was, uh, it's the same type of setup that happened with alien resurrection, a film that I hate. Uh, I don't hate, I dislike almost hate maybe, <laughs> uh, where you have characters running from point a to point B. And the aliens are in the way. And really, to be honest with you, it lost me. I was I was bored to, to, to death. Um, and I, 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 I listened to as much of that story as I possibly could. Um, and I just couldn't listen to it anymore. And I know that they included Ripley. And I also know that the the author was uh, – he was commanded to include Ripley into the story. Um, I thought that was ham-fisted. Um, uh, I, I – I just it was stretching it, and I, I I don't know. There was just nothing about the way that the story, the the kind of the architecture of the story, or the, or the structure of the story, interested me. And I have to tell you, and tell everyone listening, for me, what interests me about the alien films going forward is um, exploration, where you go down and you're exploring, and then maybe you meet these creatures, and things happen and things go awry, but I really want this large scope. I want to be taken into this other world. Um, and uh, I just, I was hearing out of the shadows, I realized, you know what? I think I'm tired of this kind of story. I, I think I'm done with it. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think I need to hear see Ripley again, you know? Um, which kind of 
changed my opinion a little bit about Blomkamp's alien. Um, he's going to have to do something if that even happens, which we don't even know if that's going to happen anymore. But if even if he does it, it's going to have to be a pretty damn good story because I, I, I don't want to, to be this thing where however they find Ripley years later, it's this thing where, oh, no, bugs are loose. Oh, OK, we got to get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just one of those things, kind of like a Jurassic Park three where it's like, oh, well. There's dinosaurs. Let's get somebody who knows dinosaurs. <laughs> One of those things. Because I, I just think that's dumb. Um, now, be that as it may, I, I thought Out of the Shadows was a pretty good story. Um, but I, I do have my problems with it. And that's that's of no fault of Tim's. Because he's an excellent author. Yeah. And I'm really excited for uh, his uh, Skull Island novel that's coming out. Um, when the movie does, I'm very excited for that movie, but that, that's, uh, another story for another day. Yeah. But, I've seen some clips from that. It looks pretty interesting. <clears throat> I, I just think, um, some, some of the parts of the book were really heavy handed. Like, yeah. um, the memory wipe at the end. Did you get that far? I didn't get that far <laughs> with their memory wipe with Ripley. Yeah, basically. Of course they did. Of course they did because we need to get her back in the shuttle. So that we can have aliens. Yeah, it's it's what like fifteen years after the first alien film that the book takes place. Yep. Something like that. Anyway, yep. she Ripley does her thing. It's pretty much alien resurrection and the hive sequence from aliens, and then they go back on the ship, and then the aliens start taking over, and it's like aliens again, with they're coming out of the walls, man. Yeah, yeah, and. and uh, so one of the main guys sacrifices himself and puts Ripley in uh, the hypersleep chamber in the Narcissus, and he has her memory wiped. Mm-hmm. Even though they have like this like romance thing going on, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah and there's this, there's a, a point too where he shows her how to use a gun, just like Hicks. It was too much. It was it was that's everything that was wrong with alien resurrection to me. It was this wink, wink, like, and then like they would go into certain parts of the ship and you'd hear this male voice. Welcome to the med lab. Like father from alien resurrection. I was like, no, this is horrible. Um, now I'm not saying it's, I don't think it's poorly written. I'm not saying that at all. I think it's probably well written. It's just the same old story. It's the same old story. Oh no, we're waking up. Oh no, another alien. It's the same. It's the type of story that that Sigourney Weaver was like. I'm, one of the reasons why she ended her character in Alien Three was she felt like, how many times can I do this? Wake up. Oh no, there's an alien loose. Let's run. You know. Um, and I felt like it was like, oh no, who is this woman? Oh, we don't know. Let's wake her up from hypersleep. Oh, okay, let's wake her. Up. And all the. But then there's other scenes where, um, and Matthew Lewis, who who voiced one of the characters in out of the shadows he talked about how he really conjured a lot of hudson and it wasn't him just conjuring hudson it was him repeating some of hudson's lines and freaking out like hudson i just was like this isn't even its own thing this is so much other things there's nothing even unique about it um now i do like the idea that they are on this other planet and they uh because they think they come down from the ship to another planet right yeah something like that lb four two Two six no LV four two four something like that, um, and they discover this different race. And I thought, okay, this is interesting, um, and they're like this dog kind of race. Um, yeah, and they, I thought I thought that was really interesting. 
I did too, actually. And they're looking in there. That, there's that one scene where they're kind of seeing these things, and they're like, "Wow!" And there's this moment of exploration. And of course, there's a lot of talking because it's the audiobook, so they're describing it. And in a film, you would just see it. Hopefully, you wouldn't you wouldn't need all this exposition. Um, and I thought that was the interesting part. I would I was kind of like, "Okay, let's you know they're discovering a new race of alien creature." And I thought that's interesting. It hasn't been done uh, any other place. I mean, it's been done in the comics, I think. But uh, uh, but aside from that, I just felt like. It was lines repeated from Alien and Alien 3, or Alien, Aliens, and Alien 3 in this film. And it's kind of this heavy, like, George Lucas, wink, wink, wink. Um, I wonder when this is going to happen again, you know? Um, And it just lost me. It really did. And no, I mean, props to Tim Levin. I mean, it's a tough thing. Writing an Alien book is a tough thing. I'm not a typical fan. Um, I I don't kind of... Anything alien, I don't think you are either. I don't think a lot of people that we know are either. We, anything alien that people release, we're not like, oh my god, it's awesome. But there are a lot of fans like that where anything alien they love, whether it's the AVP films, Prometheus, um, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to you know harp on it too much, but I have really, really high standards. Um, I really know what makes a good alien story, and I just felt like uh, Out of the Shadows um, misstepped. Now, I'm sure people love it. I think it's out there for a certain group of people who probably bought it. And I think the book is doing really well. And I think that's great. I don't think it's bad. I just don't like it. Yeah. I I mean, given that it was pretty much the studio steering the story in that direction and they just kind of had the hired guns come on. Yeah. You can, you can tell that it was the studio writing this story and just having, someone else write it out for them which would be you know tim for out of the shadows and then uh christopher golden for river of pain which i did enjoy mm-hmm. um I what was river of pain about that was about the colonization of hadley's hope oh okay yeah so so it was kind of a mishmash of just between the first two films and then part of the alien special edition and then newt's tale and that kind of thing all just put in one story okay so i mean mean, it was pretty good but like uh out of the shadows i did have my issues with it yeah Um, and you know i I was thinking about um ridley scott's take and he when he was initially approached for prometheus he was like i don't want to do another alien film this thing's been played out i want to do something different and i i'm kind of seeing why he wanted to do something different he's like well what are we going to do we're going to put another people group of people on a ship and have the you know he didn't want to do it he really didn't want to do it and i understand why a little bit more now now as we know and you know we talked about we talk about prometheus every so often um and kind of uh fair warning prometheus is the last film the last entry film into this saga so it's going to be the film that we pivot back to a lot so we're going to discuss it until alien covenant we'll probably be talking about alien covenant for a long time after it comes out um whether it was a failure or a success hopefully it's a success we think it will be um but prometheus really opened that door wider to a larger universe this kind of the scope of exploration and discovering new things and that i loved about it i loved that about it i felt like it was successful in some ways um and that's really what like i said earlier that's really what i want another kind of alien film to be i want it to be something that's not about um a crew on a ship. I want it to be about um, uh, something larger, a larger tale where the aliens might be involved, but we're asking different questions. Right. Um, 
something, yeah, something otherworldly that's not just a bug hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know where the fans are at. The larger group of fans are at with that. I don't know if most people want to bug hunt. Um, I mean, I, uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I posted in the Whalen Utani Bulletin about where I want to see the. Uh, the franchise go and a lot of people agreed with me some people didn't they said no i'm fine with the bug hunt you know i was like oh okay and hey that's their option i don't think that they're bad for that but i just want something different i want something that really um is evocative and and it's timeless and it's classic and uh something that reinforces the mythos yeah yeah um so that's where i stand on the uh but you know uh and i'm Overly, I'm. I, I feel like I don't, maybe you do. I don't know, but I'm very. Uh, I feel the Alien series, the saga, is close to my heart. Uh, it's. I, I take an ownership to it. Um, so when I feel like something kind of messes with that that wonder and the specialness of it, and makes it not special and makes it another bug hunt, I get a, not offended. I just get, it's just frustrating to me. Um, but I also know too, it's difficult to make and tell a good story it really is it seriously is (laughs) we know that firsthand (laughs) yeah (laughs) we've we've made films before it's it's bad it's horrible it's yeah it is to come up with uh, something aligned with a a writing script dialogue or you know characters where we haven't seen a version of this character somewhere else at this point it's a very it's almost an impossible thing um and we know when people fail um you know there's there's some uh science fiction films out there right now that i've seen that were are successfully um unique predestination is a film that we talked about uh probably over a year ago or so very very unique science fiction film um and there are some out there but stories are really hard to tell they certainly are so that's that's my take um uh i it's still been quiet on the Alien Covenant front. Nothing's been released. The official page on Facebook and the Instagram have really all been kind of releasing videos or GIFs of uh, scenes from Alien or Aliens. Um, I think they're just kind of biding their time. It's interesting because uh, we were releasing videos for a long time of about, like, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, the anatomy of a scene, about Ripley, about this, about that. And then all of a sudden, I, I mean, I, I'm not t- trying to take credit for it, but I think that it's funny that the official pages now are releasing their own videos. Um, so, yeah. Um, they must have some smart people at their social marketing department. <laughs> yeah, they better <clears throat> social media, uh, whatever. So let's see. Uh, there was another, uh, there was a, an alien covenant fan poster that we posted on our perfect organ organism page. That's reached over 10,000 people so far. Um, they use a kind of a riff off of the alien resurrection. Um, poster which i actually thought was a really great poster but they make it alien covenant and they turn it's a really great evocative iconic poster but it's a fan poster um but yeah a lot, a lot of people love it got 47 shares um uh, also too I, I thought uh we would do a shout out to um uh, an, an article that I wrote uh, for our page called building better worlds the cosplay of the alien universe and in it we interview uh, Bill Robbie of the Wayland Utani Bulletin and Christian Matsky. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing your last name right, Christian. Um, and they just discuss their love of cosplay, how they came to it, uh, 
their investment into it, uh, their experiences at Comic Cons or conventions in general, um, the time they put into uh, making their costumes and props. Um, these are really committed people uh, who really uh, spend a lot of time building their communities and building their 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 kind of their repertoire uh, of of costumes and sets. Um, so I I would. Um, Ask people to take a read and give us, give us, give it a read and give it a share if they like. Um, but yeah, so those are just kind of things that we're working on right now. Yeah, um, and then I'm still working on uh, this long coming article about how the Alien film series has influenced uh, modern horror video games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm gonna dig deep into things like Dead Space, Alien Isolation. <laughs> Doom, yes, for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, and and there's there's so many horror video games that aren't even necessarily sci-fi horror or space horror that um, really touch into the box that Alien opened in '79, like uh, Dino Crisis and Resident Evil. There's there's a lot of the same storytelling mechanics that uh, Alien okay. employs. So. Um, gonna get to work on that awesome um and i you know i've heard that before too like people saying alien really kind of set up that the idea of of one kind of one player on 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 a ship or in a house walking down corridors shooting things and really ripley kind of set that up in the first alien film um and how that's um really uh like you said has really um inspired other stories and other video games for sure um, to do something similar. So that that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I don't, this is not going to be that long of an episode. Um, we're really, we're just kind of all waiting to, um, Oh, speaking of, hold on, hold on. Um, alien, the official alien site just released a video called the eighth passenger. The eighth passenger brings doom. Uh, the eighth passenger of the Nostromo being the alien. Um, but uh, so yeah, if you guys want to check out the videos that uh, the official Alien site, the Alien Facebook page has released, that'll be cool. Uh, they've got some cool stuff. Um, but really, yeah, uh, I think I feel like we kind of covered a lot. It's, it's not a horribly long episode. Um, we're just sitting here waiting, like everybody else. Uh, we're waiting on a trailer. Hopefully, we'll get a trailer for Alien Covenant very, really soon. I can't imagine or we'll end out this year without a trailer of some sort. So. So hold tight, that everybody. being for either Covenant or Blade Runner, I'm sure we'll see something. Yeah, Blade Runner's been shooting. Um, Blade Runner sequel's been shooting for quite a while, um, at least a good eight weeks, at least a good couple of months. Um, and now, like we said, with with the like we talked about with the the Omaze thing that they're doing, if they're going to fly someone there, I don't know how long shooting is going to go on for. I mean, it might go on for another six weeks. Who knows? Um, cause they have to, someone has to win, then they have to fly him over to Budapest. So, um, them up at a hotel and all that. Yeah. And really, I'm sure they're only going to show them very specific things. They're probably not going to bring them into, you know, the larger, more awesome sets. And I don't really know too, like, uh, back to Blade Runner, the Blade Runner sequel, if this isn't being entirely shot on a soundstage or is it going to be shot, uh, in exteriors in Budapest? We don't even know. Do you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure there are people out there who have some insider knowledge. And if they do, they can feel free to contact us and we can keep it between us. But Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, I said this and 
I think might even said this in our last podcast, but it's something that's continually um, is a mystery to me that there have been no set leaks from the Blade Runner sequel. There's been no leaked images, nothing. It's on lockdown. I've never seen this before. And I mean, relatively so. I've never seen this before. Like with Star Wars, with with Alien or with Prometheus, with Alien Covenant already, we've seen many photos, you know. Um, yeah, like uh, Jurassic World. I saw all the sets but like a year before they came out. Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Jurassic World. Good one. I, I want to pivot back to that for a second in relationship to Alien. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 I'm wondering uh, that I've just that they have airtight security. That's good on them. I mean, not good for us, but <laughs> um, I, really, though, I want to be surprised when I go see this Blade Runner film. I really, really do. Uh, I want it to be something different, something self-contained with incredible music. We also know that Johan Johannesson, um, I think he's a Finnish composer, is doing the score. Vangelis is not. However, Vangelis just released an album called Rosetta um, about the Rosetta... Um, what's that thing? Rosetta like, Stone? No, no, no. The Rosetta uh, ship that's... Uh, What's it? Hold on. Let me see. I'm just, I don't want to like make up something as I'm oh, trying the to. Oh, spaceship. It's, it's, yeah, it's a spaceship, but it's not manned. It's, um. The one that went by Mars? Yeah, it's a space probe built by the European Space Agency, launched on March 2nd, 2004. Um, which is funny. So, Vangelis just released an album in honor of Rosetta, and then Rosetta just bit the dust. <laughs> It just oh, like no. it exploded or or something and like it ran into something. So it's it is no more. It is over. But uh, I just thought it was interesting timing. Um, so, anyways, if you guys want to hear some new Vangelis music, Vangelis being the the composer for Blade Runner and many other films, go check it out. I've listened to some of it. It's interesting. I'm not blown away by it, but uh, I do like Vangelis or I love him. I think his music is pretty great. Um, yeah, I agree. But yeah, but. Uh, uh, Jurassic World. Um, so if you think about Jurassic World, it really was essentially Jurassic Park again. Uh, it was come to our park. This time, of course, just some, some things are a little bit different. Um, what's the name of the, the guy who founded Jurassic Park? What was the name of the John character? Hammond. John Hammond. His vision has really been realized. And so the, finally the park is opened and it's called Jurassic World. Um, and people enter and then chaos in, ensues and dinosaurs get out and blah, 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 blah. I love the film. I felt like it was, I felt like when I was watching it, I felt like I did when I saw the first Jurassic Park. It was sort of a retelling of that same story, but it was done in such a delightful, playful, fresh way um, that I didn't mind that story being retold. Um, and that was, but they hadn't approached that model in years. They did the first with Jurassic Park, and then the subsequent films, the three sequels, I think, after that, really went in a d different direction. And then Jurassic World kind of reset that and i felt like at that point that was great and the difference with alien is um alien resurrection uh tried to kind of reset that again but it's like well you we don't need to reset it because we've already just seen it you know um it was it, but jurassic park really did that successfully right uh, and i think in some ways prometheus was uh could have been jurassic world um, it could have been a, a reset in a way that it was done well and it was fresh, but it didn't. And I think part of the great thing about Jurassic World was that the characters were interesting. The dialogue was great. Uh, Chris Pratt was awesome. Everyone felt really endearing and you felt for them. You, you cared for them. Um, and 
so you didn't mind that it was a similar story because the characters were engrossing, the plot was engrossing, the the, the architecture of the story was interesting. Um, so I, again, I think it's a it's a case in point of a a story being retold. And you know, Star Wars: The Force Awakens is similar, where it was a retelling in some ways of things that we had seen before, but it was so different in many specific ways that we didn't care. Some people care. Um, I mean, and I, I have problems with it too. But ultimately, my love for Han and Leia and Luke and Ray and Finn and Poe and all these new characters is so immense that I could look past these things. And that's what I think in a successful alien film has to do. If you're going to retell some things that we've seen before, you better do it with characters that we love. You better do it with dialogue that really connects with to us, you know? Exactly. Um, I mean, Prometheus has had so much uh it had so much potential to be exactly what you just said like a, a reset and while you can tell the same story again and have it be successful like in an, uh the force awakens is compared to a new hope or jurassic yeah. world is compared to jurassic park yeah you can still make it its own thing. I mean, Jurassic World and Star Wars The Force Awakens are both their own self-contained stories. Yes. They're their own thing. They have their own identity. Yeah. They, they have their own story and their own characters. But, you know, um, I, I'm i just very excited for Covenant. Not as much as I am for Blade Runner, but... <laughs> it's because uh, your boy's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My driver. Your driver. I just just feel like Covenant uh, is really going to need to up the ante and and, uh, raise the bar to bring us the movie we want. It's going to have to hit a home run. It's going to have to knock that ball out of the park. That is a tough thing for Ridley Scott to do now. Now with the taste of Prometheus kind of lingering and bitter in people's mouths, you know, again, there are people who love the film. That's fine. Also too, let's, let's step back and say, when we criticize a film or when people criticize a film, please don't take it personally. This isn't personal. We're criticizing a film. People might like, love the film that we're criticizing. That's great. There are films that I love that people hate. I totally understand that. Um, so this is when people, when we criticize or talk negatively about something, it's not a personal insult to anyone. It's, this is what we like. I mean, Lord knows alien three, um, was the whipping boy of the alien saga for many, many, many years. Now it's just the tide is turning and people are saying, you know what, actually that's a pretty good film. Um, but really the film that no one, and this is the funny thing as we're talking about this, and I'll go back to the, the bar being raised, like you said, Alien Resurrection was really the dog shit film that everyone agrees on. It was dog shit. It was awful. Every, I mean, there was a couple of moments here and there that was great. Visually, it was gorgeous, um, absolutely beautiful, but it was dog shit. It was horrible. It was like one of the worst stories I've ever read, or ever read, I'd ever seen. Um, it was a retelling, a poor retelling of the first Alien film. Um, but they had some interesting things here and there. Um, but I, I mean, I, I was thinking about trying to watch it the other day. I was like, I'm not watching that movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, not. Yeah, but uh, actually, it's something I want to discuss a little bit more. Maybe we can do that on another, another for another episode. And we've talked about Alien Resurrection, Alien Resurrection before. Um, I look, sounded like I said Alien Erection. Lord, that's awful. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I think it's a, a film worthy of, not worthy, but, well, worthy of being dissed again. Just 
because there is a lot of um, there is a lot of criticism uh, about Prometheus, and uh, I think it's largely deserved. Um, but really, uh, Alien Resurrection is the worst film of the Alien series. It's worse than the AVP films. Absolutely horrible. I mean, those AVP. Oh, AVP films look like masterpieces compared to Alien Resurrection. Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and I would rat- watch AVP Requiem again and again. Um, but someone would be like, you, okay, now you have to watch Alien Resurrection. I'd be like, no! I mean, everything about Alien Resurrection, the characters, the dialogue, all of it, it's awful. And then they committed, and I've talked about this before, they've committed, the, I think, the worst of sins, which was to resurrect Ripley. Okay, I can deal with that. And have her do nothing. She did nothing. She was not important. She did nothing important. She was a byproduct. Um, she was just this hanger-on, you know. Um, exactly. she, uh, she's just like, okay, let's come along with the crew, you know. Anyways, um, so I feel like let's channel our energy towards Alien Resurrection a little bit and talk about how awful that is because, really, Prometheus is a better film than Alien Resurrection. It just is. Oh, uh, far better, even, uh, even though I have my problems with Prometheus. Yeah. I mean, Alien Resurrection was like – Let's make a B-film parody of Alien. And, uh, okay, sure. Uh, and let's make it really expensive. And let's pay Sigourney Weaver, I think, $11 million, I think, to re- reprise her role. Something like that. Wow. Uh, and she did great. You know, she, her performance in that film was amazing. Um, she really just uh, played the hell out of that character. And I understand why she wanted to play that version of Ripley. It was very different. It wasn't the same Ripley. So she's like, I want to do something different. And they gave her something different. Unfortunately, the context of that Ripley was just shit, you know? Mm, yeah. Ah, resurrection. Resurrection. Uh, I, I saw it seven times in the theater. <laughs> the only alien film I've ever seen in the theater um, which I'm ashamed to say. Uh, I could have seen Alien 3 in the theater, but I would have to have sneak, snuck out and see, seen it because at that point in my life, people were like, no, you can't see it. It's R-rated. Um, and I was 16. Mm. Fuckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me more life, fucker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I always have a lot, I always have a lot of uh, thoughts about that. And uh, But yeah, I mean, kind of going back to Writing a story is a really unique, authentic story surrounding, I think in general, is difficult to do. But certainly uh, telling another story that include the aliens, what do you do that you haven't seen already? How do you make it scary? How do you continually make it scary? How do you scare people with something that they're very familiar of, where you have photos every day that you see in groups of the alien? You know what it looks like. Oh, cool. But how do you make it scary? That's tough. Uh, the bar is set so high for Ridley Scott. I mean... Uh, I have hope and I have faith. I know you do too. I think uh, a lot of people do that. This is finally, it's called alien covenant. I really think that this is actually, this is Ridley Scott making an alien film again. Prometheus wasn't an alien film. It was some type of amalgam amalgamation of some other thing. It wasn't an alien film this time. This is Ridley Scott saying, I'm back. I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm trying to make the best film I can. Yeah. And the hard part's just waiting for it. Cause yep. I just can't wait to sit down in the theater. Me too. And we're going to see it together. I'm flying to Florida, brother. <laughs> yes. And we will uh, do a, uh, hopefully do a podcast right after it, uh, talking about everything and what we saw and uh, how it's gestating, quote unquote, in, in, our, in our psyche. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. Yes, it will. <laughs> 
Well, I, uh, I, I think that that's a wrap. I think that we've kind of covered the, the ground that we wanted to. Yeah, I agree. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, feel free to check out uh, Eye of the Shadows. Uh, you know, if you if you sign up for Audible, uh, you can get a free download, and that's how I did it. Um, actually, I forgot to cancel my, my membership, so they charged me. <laughs> oh, uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, certainly, even though I didn't like it, uh, I think it's, it's certainly, if you want a new adventure, um, as we wait for Alien Covenant, purchase it. Uh, it, it's certainly, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to pass the time. It, it is interesting for sure. Um, it just didn't sit well with me. Um, and we'll wait for more, uh, Blade Runner info too, and hopefully a, a Covenant trailer soon. Yeah. Down the road, but we'll, we'll be seeing it soon. I'm sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. With a little luck, the network will pick me up. This is Ripley, last survivor of the Nostromo, signing off. <laughs>